Have you ever wondered where you can go in the Salt Lake Valley to browse one of the largest inventories of books that'll help you defend the Christian faith? The answer is the Utah Christian Research Center, located at 579 West Galena Park Place in Draper, Utah. The center is open Wednesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. For more information, please visit our website at utahchristianresearchcenter.com. utahchristianresearchcenter.com. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. What is truth? Ah, that's the subject of John C. Pingree Jr.'s talk in General Conference that was in October of 2023. If you'd like to see the transcript of his talk, the one that we are going through this week, you can find it in the November 2023 edition of the Liahona Magazine. And I might mention that that magazine is available online. You don't even have to go out and buy it. Well, the topic is eternal truth. Our need to recognize truth has never been more important, he says, and we certainly would agree with that. Where we disagree are the sources that Mr. Pingree points to for what he thinks is eternal truth. He's made a lot of statements that I think can rightfully be criticized, but today we're looking at the subheading titled Understanding Doctrine and Policy. Now, this subject's coming up a lot, I'm finding, and there's a reason for it, because the LDS Church has made some course corrections, and they've tried to tell their people, and quite honestly, I'm not trying to be mean, to me, it's an effort in gaslighting. They're trying to make the people believe that a lot of the course corrections they're making had nothing to do with doctrine, it was more policy, and that's what he's going to talk about in this section that you can find in the first column on page 101. Understanding Doctrine and Policy sections, he says, when seeking truth, it helps to understand the difference between doctrine and policy. Doctrine refers to eternal truths, such as the nature of the Godhead, the plan of salvation, and Jesus Christ's atoning sacrifice. Policy is the application of doctrine based on current circumstances. Policy helps us administer the church in an orderly way. Let me stop you there, Eric, because when he says doctrine refers to eternal truths such as, now I'm glad he said such as, because he gives us three examples, the nature of the Godhead, the plan of salvation, and Jesus Christ's atoning sacrifice. Because there are many more things that have been considered doctrine in the LDS Church. Notice he doesn't mention the priesthood ban. Notice he doesn't mention polygamy. Now, both were considered to be doctrines when they were in effect. Now, like I say, this gaslighting that's being done by the church today, as if that was never considered a doctrine. But yet, we know it was called a doctrine by several leaders. I should say both of them were considered doctrine by several leaders. Now, the church had to reverse itself in 1978. Based on what Mr. Pingree is going to say later on, I have to wonder, did he 
think or does he think that the ban on those of African heritage from holding the priesthood was a mere policy and therefore it was okay for the church to change course in 1978? Or is he merely separating what he thinks were the speculative ideas for why they had the doctrine? We've talked about this many times. Even though there is a statement, a first presidency statement that came out in the 1950s that tied not only the priesthood ban as being a doctrine, but tied it together with the reason for it, which in this case was mentioned specifically, the behavior of premortal spirits, which has been taught by a number of leaders. Now, today, the LDS Church doesn't want to consider any of that. They just kind of lump it all as speculation. But was it true? Was it eternal truth? It seemed to have been taught that way in the beginning, but now, of course, they're walking away from that. He continues and says, while doctrine never changes, policy adjusts from time to time. The Lord works through his prophets to uphold his doctrine and to modify church policies according to the needs of his children. Unfortunately, we sometimes confuse policy with doctrine. If we do not understand the difference, we risk becoming disillusioned when policies change and may even begin to question God's wisdom or the revelatory role of prophets. Now, Bill, you commended him for giving three examples for doctrine, but notice he doesn't give us any examples for policy. That's a good point, and that's why I raised the question, Did he? does he believe that in this case, the priesthood ban, not allowing those of African heritage to hold the priesthood, was that in his mind a mere policy? Now, he's a man in his 50s. He was around, you would think, when all this was going on. He may have been a young man at the time, certainly. I, I can only assume he probably remembers a lot of the the publicity and such around that change in 1978. But I don't know where he, he lies in that. Did he think it was a doctrine? Does he think it was a doctrine? Or did he always think it was a policy? Does he think it was a policy to this day? I think he'd have a hard time defending that, but that's what he may be thinking. It makes me wonder if he could be convinced that, let's say, and I'm using this as an example because it's so clear, if he could be convinced that the early church leaders taught it was a doctrine and even said in a joint statement that it was a doctrine, would that cause Mr. Pingree to question God's wisdom or the revelatory role of prophets? I want to question him on what he says when he says the, the Lord works through his prophets to uphold his doctrine and, and he has it italicized, to modify church policies according to the needs of his children. That sounds quite convenient, according to the needs of his children. But let me give you one policy that was changed in recent years, and I'm going to show you that I don't think that was for the needs of the children, but more for the political stature of the church. And that would be in 2016, when the church did not allow children of homosexual parents to be baptized. They just said, no, we're not going to allow for that. It was three years later, under Russell M. Nelson, who rescinded that. Why did they rescind that, that policy? Because people had left the church in droves over this policy. They thought that was unfair. And, you know, whether you like it or not, they changed it, I don't think, because of the needs of the children. But they probably realized later they made a mistake politically. We've got to get rid of that. And so they make the change. So now, today, children of homosexual parents are allowed. Did God 
change that policy within a three-year time period, not foreseeing what was going to happen? It just seems kind of silly that you would make a policy and then change it so quickly. I have to admit, I have not scoured every conference transcript from October of 2023, but we do know that it was Dallin Oaks who also gave a talk in this conference, and he also makes reference to the fact that doctrine is not to be changed. So at least two times we know in this general conference that thought was brought to the forefront. I wonder why that is. Usually things are not just said haphazardly in general conference. I wonder what's going on that this had to be emphasized. But when Pingree says that doctrine never changes, I don't think that they can substantiate that from their own history. And unfortunately, when you have a lot of Latter-day Saints not familiar with their history, they can get away with this. Now, we're pretty familiar with LDS history, and we know how words have been used in their past and how they're being used in the present. But I don't think, Eric, when he says doctrine never changes, that you can point to the LDS church to see that really come to fruition, because they have changed doctrines. Now, they might wiggle, as we've said before, when it comes to the polygamy doctrine. And as I've mentioned also, if they really want to believe that Polygamy is still a doctrine of the church, but the policy of how we practice it has changed, which sounds pretty absurd to me. They should be telling new converts that polygamy is still a part of their doctrine and quit putting on this facade like Gordon B. Hinckley did when he was interviewed by Larry King as if, oh, we have nothing to do with polygamy any longer, because they most certainly do. They do believe that polygamy will go on in the next life, even though they are not allowed to have more than one living spouse at a time. Bill, the 1995 Proclamation of the Family. If it's a doctrine, then it cannot be changed, apparently. And yet, it seems like we have people uh, wanting to change that within the church, and the church slowly seems to be losing its grasp on this idea that uh, same-sex marriage is a bad thing. Remember, it was Dallin Oaks who brought up the proclamation of the family, and he said that that was, what, irrevocable doctrine, or that it, it couldn't be revoked. And if that's the case, then this is not going to change. But remember, when we talked about this in another broadcast, It talks about marriage being between a man and a woman, singular. But yet there was a time in LDS history when that was not true. Was this a doctrine that never changes? Because if it's a doctrine that never changes, why did it change? Is it eternal? Obviously not. And yet Brigham Young taught things like, you know, monogamy was not something that you see in heaven. It was not in the economy of heaven, is what he said. Let me read the last two paragraphs of this talk on page 101. And Pingree says, during his earthly ministry, Jesus established his church. Over time, that church was changed and truths were lost, of course, referring to the great apostasy. Jesus Christ restored his church and the truths of the gospel through the prophet Joseph Smith. And today, Christ continues to lead his church through living prophets and apostles. Are you seeing what I'm seeing here? This is all unique Mormon teaching. This is what eternal truth is. It's Mormonism. It all has to go back to Joseph Smith. Uh, There's no doubt about it. And he even admits this. It's through the prophet Joseph Smith. And today, Christ continues to lead his church through living prophets who are what? faithful to Joseph Smith. Folks, we just want to leave you with this. 
this is not a good source for truth. Historically, Christians have found solace. They have found faith. They have found comfort in the Bible. And I know that the LDS leadership like to pay lip service to the Bible. They will often talk about how they love the Bible. But you would probably know that if you challenge a Latter-day Saint on something that's in the Bible that conflicts with what their living prophets have taught, they're often very quick to jettison what the Bible has to say and go with the living prophets. This is not a good source for truth. Now, many former Latter-day Saints have come to see this. They've come to see that the church is not true, that Joseph Smith was not a true prophet of God. He was not giving truthful doctrine in many of the things that he said. We have a genuine concern for the LDS people, and this is why we do what we do. It's not because we have animosity towards the LDS people. It's that we see them placing their trust in truth claims that just are not true. And if you're a Christian and you have concern for your LDS friend or relative, then you probably share our passion to want to reach out to the LDS people with the truths that we find from the Bible. That is the source of our ministry. The Bible is the source of our truth. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.